Okay, there, and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on Newsdog ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, um, how's the mood of the nation? Uh, Mike tells you the vibe he's been getting, or, or explains the vibe he's been getting shortly. Um, uh, are we on the comeback trail now that the traffic lights are being softened? Or a softer light, but not the harsh light that we've had before. Um, uh, some people just won't let it go, though, and are taking the government to court. And uh, what we want for breakfast. But before any of that, yes, the, 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 so the traffic light system, we're still red. But maybe not for much longer, and it's not as red as it was. As the door creaks ever so slightly more open to normality in the world, is that the one thing the PM didn't drop yesterday was fear. That's now up to us. The pain being suffered by far too many in this country is being driven by our fear. It's not that you can't go out for dinner. It's that you've needed Ashley Bloomfield to tell you it's okay. The limits and numbers haven't actually been the issue. The issue has been us. So hopefully, in seeing mandates gone and passes gone and crowd sizes in some areas increase, that's enough of a steer for the fearful to shake themselves off and get back out into the real world. Next problem, of course, is the recession that's coming and the mood we're in stopping is fully participating, but we'll come to that later in the show. What we heard yesterday, though, was the government catching up with the bulk of its people, basically. We weren't scanning in, haven't been for months. We've all seen what Omicron really is. We've all seen the mandates for what they are. The only things that have tangibly held most of us back have been the bits we can't actually control, the football we couldn't go to, the event that was cancelled. I felt bad for someone like Netball. I mean, anything indoors is still an issue. What about the indoor events, the stadia? How long do they have to hold out for, eh? How much money can Netball make in front of a couple of hundred people? But with half a million cases in total, less than 10% of us have got this thing that has so crippled the country, the economy and our outlooks. The hospital system is busy, yes, but not collapsing. We did our job. We got jabbed. We've, we've done all we can. All we want is our lives back. Those of us who can think for ourselves aren't idiots, never were, we didn't need molly coddling, didn't need telling off or reprimanding, didn't need an endless series of attention-seeking, power-affirming control freaks dictating our lives and thinking and decision-making. Let the fear be gone. And for those who can, as a result of yesterday, let's go. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's sort of like they've, they've, they've got the traffic light, but they've got a dimmer switch for the traffic light. So they can just turn that light down just a little bit. And eventually they'll turn it down so low that the red will look orange. Even though we know that that's not how traffic lights work, they go from red to green. But not in this case, I don't think. And is that why we're just all a little bit still kind of in a bad mood? Here is why yesterday's COVID announcement is nowhere near as positive as it could have been for the government. We are miserable, is what it boils down to. We are miserable. The Westpac McDermott Miller Consumer Confidence Survey is a hint of where the government is going to end up, and that is out of office. What yesterday could have been is the beginning of the end as far as the bog of the hermit kingdom was concerned. They could have hoped for a turnaround in fortune based on the fact that as we exit the COVID restrictions and some sort of normality returns, all the anger, the frustration that had seen their support plummet and the National Party rise to popularity again would level out as people got on with their lives. The debates and disappointment over PPE, vaccine rollouts and needless lockdowns and the madcap rolling mall of announcements and all those reports highlighting all the stuff they never did would potentially have faded with time in the minds of the voter. So they would have had 18 months to divert your attention onto other matters. But that sadly is not happening because if COVID hadn't done them in, the recession will. The consumer, of which we are all a part, is not a happy camper. So 100 is neutral. Above 100 is positive. The long-term average is 110, right? At the moment, we're 92. We are setting records in glumness. Everywhere's glum. Even Southland, which is the country's most upbeat area, is at 101, barely above water. Thank God for the farmers, eh? Taranaki, Hawkes Bay and Nelson, they're in the 70s. More records. The mood has collapsed. 
And add to the mood, the reason for the mood, the cost of everything, the lack of supply of so much. Every part of your life is delayed or stalled or costing you more. The economy is in real, real trouble. Labour is short, debt is through the roof, the brain drains on, and you don't want to buy a fridge. The chances of two quarters of negative growth is extremely high. That's a recession. So where does it end? Who would know? It's not all our fault, no. A war doesn't help, but a lot of it is, as we've just said. And we know this because not everyone is heading backwards, but we are. And nothing but nothing sinks a government like a recession, tough economic times, and your life being made harder everywhere you look. So for a government, no relief after yesterday, just a mood and circumstances that if they can't change it, they're finished. Of course, uh, the, 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 there's one other thing that he missed out when he was listening off all the things that make us still be in a bad mood, and that's him yelling at us about what a terrible job the government's doing about things all the time. That doesn't help either, does it? it certainly doesn't make me feel any better the time I come to go home. It's like, oh, all right, okay. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, but some things, some things getting back to normal, maybe, some, some things. Here's the interesting thing. Here's the other observation I'm making about eating out. Uh, we go out to dinner, and the good places are making it work. Uh, we were at one last night, and a little Turkish place, same people are there. No one seems to have suffered with covid yeah, there are certain industries that have like been completely crippled by COVID for some reason. Oh, we don't have any people left. Then others have just seemingly got on with it. And this place we were at last night was one of them. Uh, quality place, nice place. We keep going and supporting them. Love going there. And they're good people. Uh, they're open. They didn't change their hours. They didn't cut their menu. They didn't offer excuses as to why they couldn't do anything. They just got on with it. That's and good that they didn't change their hours for you because you like to go out to dinner at about 4 p.m. We were, uh, we were there at 10 past 4 yesterday for the evening meal, Glenn. Little um, little uh, what, what's what's that chickpea thing that you uh, falafel? Little falafel and salad, just delicious. Uh, where was I? So, which brings us back to uh, the advice I'm reading from Jennifer Mills of Jennifer Mills and Associates. She says the tide has turned. Time to get back to the office. The logical extension of what the Prime Minister has said in dropping mandates relates to an employer's ability to require employees to return to work. I believe now it's reasonable to ask people to come back. It would be lawful and reasonable for staff to receive a demand after next month. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. That's legal advice. Here in the real world, who's coming back? And in a market the way it is at the moment, is an employer going to be confident enough, especially with certain people in some businesses, to go, you've got to come back to the office, that's an edict, and everyone drags themselves back to the office even if they don't want to? Because what we've learned out of this is that there are some people who, I mean, working has changed forever. Right, I think it's a permanent thing. If COVID has done nothing else, it's changed the workforce forever. Two, there are some people who love working from home. Rightly or wrongly, they think it's a fantastic thing. Now, if you then get a call from the boss saying you got to come back into the office and you don't want to, is that are you then going to be part of the great resignation and go? You know what? I'm looking at the marketplace at the moment. I'm good at my job. I can go elsewhere. Not only can I go elsewhere, I might go elsewhere for a pay rise. And so, if you're an employer. How many of those people are you prepared to leave before you go, mm, I kind of like everyone back in the office, but given they're all going to resign, what do I do about that? So it's going to be fascinating to see how that all unfolds in the ensuing months. Yeah, this is um, interesting. Not the office stuff, the restaurant stuff. This is the first time I've heard him talk about falafel um, and eating falafel. And I don't know if this is a new development because um, that's oh, that almost sounds normal. I mean, obviously not having it 10 past 4 in the afternoon, that's not a normal time to be having dinner. And, um, you know, we, we can we can argue that point later. <laughs> we might need a whole other podcast for that. Uh, but, yeah, falafel. Mm.
So hungry now, and, and I haven't even got up to the bit about breakfast. Before I do, uh, let's talk about cafes, though. We'll keep it with cafes, and, and uh, this bloke and his cafe. I read with a great deal of interest. I don't know why they're doing it, but another person, Ant Bates, New Plymouth cafe owner, no masks, no vaccine passes, no questions asked at his cafe. Uh, he's been slapped with various fines by WorkSafe, uh, but he's got a catering company. Uh, he's the lead claimant in the High Court action, suing the COVID response minister, Chris Hipkins, for irrational and unjustified vaccine pass regulations. Case was filed Friday. I just don't know where that goes. I mean, it's over. And yet there's the there's the angst, and presumably there's a lawyer there somewhere collecting money at six multiple dollars per six-minute cycle uh, who's going to go and argue what, and if he even if he's technically correct and wins, then what? Do you think there's like a Mrs. Ants somewhere going, yeah, Ants, can, can we just um, calm down a bit? Can mate? we can we move on? Uh, you haven't done the lawns this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's always one of two scenarios, isn't it? Like there is, there'll be a, um, a, a Mister or a Mrs. Ants there going, oh, Ants, don't, don't it, just let it go, mate. Can we just get on with stuff? Or they are the, in fact, the ones who are going, Ants, you, you can't put up with this. You're going to have to do something about this, Ants. And he's probably he might be sitting there going. Uh, okay, all right, yes, dear. I'll sue the government, all right. Yeah, that's another possible scenario as well. I, mean, I don't know anything about it, so he could just be a happy bachelor. Don't know. Uh, we're going to finish up here with uh, Simon Gold. Well, no, I'm not actually going to play any Simon Gold. He, we had him on this morning, uh, famous chef, to talk about uh, our, our changing trends when it comes to breakfast and what we want for breakfast. Apparently, we want to go healthy. We want overnight oats, we want pina colada oats, uh, we want granola, we want avocado, and not just bacon and eggs anymore. And then that led to this. That's the thing about the avocado, you just never know. We had a subscription service at home. Katie went down a subscription service for an avocado. Hang, hang on, what? She su- subscribed to avocados? Yeah, and you got, a, you got, a, a, you got like, oh, I can't even remember, six or ten of them a week, whatever it was, and they guaranteed you'd never have a bad one. And that only lasted a week because we did. And so that was the end of that. And I, I just don't think you can guarantee. That, you, then, yeah, was, that was a big call. Yeah, exactly. It's guarantee you never. <laughs> That's what they said. Guarantee you will never get a bad one. And on the second box, we pulled out two of them. We thought, no. I, I like the idea that Simon was talking about there of having the pina coladas for breakfast. Is that what he said? No, he wasn't. Oh. No, he wasn't. He was, he, he was talking about. Um, I definitely and, heard him say pina colada. Soak, soaked oats is what he was talking about. Yeah, I'm prepared to have oats in my pina colada if it means that I can have it for breakfast. I don't have a problem with that. I'm Glenn ZB. Um, am I okay? Uh, that was the rewrap. I hope you're okay, and we'll see you back here again for another one uh, tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers.